Welcome to the Once Upon a Business podcast. I'm Jamila Eckel, and I'm an introverted licensed psychologist plus success alchemist, which basically means that I create my own success in life and in my business, and I like to do it fast and do it my way. Having a business can be magical, even when you're introverted or shy. And in this podcast, I'll be explaining all the things you need to know in order to become a success alchemist, biz wizard, or pitch witch yourself. Let's sprinkle a little pixie dust on your life and biz, shall we? that you're being in your own way until you remove yourself from the equation. Get out of the specific situation that you've gotten yourself into. And it's certainly not easy to figure out how to get out of your own way. We'll get there, but first we need to figure out ways to raise your level of self-awareness. We need to train that awesome brain of yours to recognize when it's working inefficiently and on what things to improve. So let's start with that. There's those days where you get up in the morning and you just feel a bit to begin with. Can you relate to that feeling? You don't know where this feeling is coming from. There seems to be no real clear explanation for it. And boy, do you love to find explanations for everything. Well, let me tell you, I used to be one of those people who wants to know why things happen all the freaking time. As a little kid, I constantly asked mom why things were the way they were. Why is the sky so blue today? Why are those people laughing? Why are the people at the counter in the supermarket so grumpy? Why is the moon round sometimes and then other times it's a sickle shape? And why do the leaves on the forest floor make those nice crunchy sounds when you step on them? All kinds of things. It would drive my parents completely insane and I sort of still feel bad about that. To this day. (laughs) For the longest time, even while being an adult, I still held on to this strong tendency. At times, it did satisfy my brain. It sincerely made me happy to gather knowledge, understand the world, because knowledge is actually one of my most cherished core values. And core values make you a happy person. It's just the way that core values work. But then, as I grew older, and I'm talking age 25 to 30 plus here, I'm 34 years old now, I figured out that it isn't always necessary to know the why of things in life. I mean, my natural curiosity is useful when it comes to gathering data for my business, when I want to analyze the results, or when I want to, you know, learn a new coaching skill. I don't just copy exercises from other coaches or therapists. I take those exercises I grab parts of them that I like and then make my own versions of them and my critical and analytical thinking still serves me in the sense that I always strive to deliver awesome sauce quality coaching to my clients I always ask why a certain exercise or technique works so well I like to learn the ins and outs of the techniques that I use so that I can then transfer my knowledge onto my clients in a way that fits them and their needs. But one can simply go too far in her quest for knowledge. You could say 
that I used to be obsessed with figuring out the why of things, but a few years ago, I found out that that behavior of mine was actually a distraction. I was constantly distracting myself from um, feeling what was happening on the inside, inside of my body and my mind. Wanting or perhaps even needing to understand situations was actually an avoiding coping strategy of mine to deal with stress. And it went a long way, I must say. It served me well for the longest time in my life. For many years, I understood a lot of different situations. I understood a lot of people and could therefore forgive them often for the things they did whenever they unintentionally hurt me. Um, I used my empathy combined with this sort of master level of avoidance skill to rub things off. I was like, oh well, that person isn't in a good place right now because of this and that. I understand, never mind. The icky, yucky, dark and sad feelings that used to rush through my body like a tidal wave coming from the rejection, hurt and loneliness seemed to instantly disappear when I understood someone, quote-unquote. As if understanding them justified their behavior. From an early age, I learned how to park my emotions, so to say. As soon as I reached a state of burnout at the age of 26, though, that avoidance skill, the parking, no longer served me. It was getting in my way. I was getting in my way, because who now took care of me? No one understand me when I got burned out. And I truly believe you can't understand what being burned out really means unless you've been through it yourself. I understood that no one understood. Darn you, empathy. <laughs> I felt more alone than ever, and at my lowest point, I finally saw it. I saw myself standing in my own way, blocking my own path, warding off help from other people who did understand, who went through the same thing. I saw that I co-created this codependent relationship with my mom. I was keeping both of us stuck. I was maintaining our patterns because I was scared. I was scared to lose her, scared to anger her, scared to hurt and damage her because she was already damaged enough by other family members, you know? I felt responsible. Even if that responsibility was sort of misplaced. And the relationship with my mom was just one part that was contributing to the burnout. I wasn't happy with my job, I wasn't happy with my long-distance relationship with this guy in Toronto, and I live in the Netherlands, so yeah, the whole long-distance thing was really, really exhausting. In fact, I was extremely unhappy with both. But my feelings of responsibility, perseverance, empathy, and my avoidant nature all kept me there. In a place where I didn't want to be. Not anymore, at least. It was time to step up my game and start taking care of me. And taking care of me meant taking full radical responsibility for me and for my own health. It meant breaking up with my ex-boyfriend. It meant breaking up with my ex-boss. It meant breaking up with my old belief system of having to, quote-unquote, save others. It meant breaking up with my limiting beliefs, such as, I will always be alone and... I will never be able to work in the field of psychology. I can't handle the pressure. All of these things that I did, I had to do, the breaking up, all these things hurt like hell, you guys. Remember the tidal wave of feelings that I was talking about earlier? It all came back to me in a flash and wiped out my whole world. I felt naked and cold. 
I was standing there, being 100% vulnerable, not knowing who I was and where I wanted to go yet, but I just knew that I had to do this. I could not go on suffering the way that I had up until that point. I had to take full responsibility, not for other people this time, but for me instead. These kinds of tidal waves of emotions contain huge lessons. Sometimes, I believe we all need to experience one or more tidal waves in our lives to actually see what we're doing and that what we're doing isn't serving us at all. We need to hit that brick wall at a certain time in our lives really, really hard to wake us up. And I like to call that the big awakening with capital letters. And it sounds a bit woo-woo, but it isn't. Listen, have you ever seen a school back in the days that taught kids how to deal with their emotions, how to cope with that, how to deal with rejection, anger, pain, um, anger towards other people or the like, how to get out of your own way? Have you ever learned that in school? No, of course not. I'm 34 years old. My parents were raised by the war generation, uh, speaking of PTSD and other trauma things. And our parents have wounds. We have wounds. And our parents couldn't teach us how to deal with emotions because they couldn't deal with them themselves to begin with. So how can they teach us? It's important that we wake the F up, scan our mental and physical bodies for injuries and work on healing them. And that shit is hard. So we rather avoid it altogether, right? We don't want to look at our wounds. We'd rather bicker with our partners, snarl at our kids, slam doors, curl up in field position, cry, you know, smoke, drink, game, work really hard, man up and continue whatever the fuck we're doing. Those things are easier than owning up to our, our wounds or even trying to heal them, right? Because of the big unknown, it has everything to do with wanting to be in control. Well, I can tell you this. If you keep denying your wounds because you're scared that you'll lose control, you just keep avoiding the wounds. Then you're going to have a big awakening someday, for sure. How and when, no one knows, but it's going to be a blast. Because nature, it's all about balance. Everything needs to be balanced out, including you, your emotions, your inner world, your part of nature. You can keep avoiding your pain, but you cannot escape that part. Don't want to wait until your big awakening, then go kick your cute little behind and start raising your levels of self-awareness. Make time for self-care. Plan time on your calendar for me time, including time to write, journal, think, feel. Instead of a tidal wave, it'll be way more dose that way. You can actually control it way better. You're able to train your brain to have more control over your emotions, even if it doesn't feel that way right now. Do you ever sit down and ask yourself, how am I feeling right now, right at this very moment? It's a very good question to ask yourself. Rate your mental state and physical state by giving yourself two grades on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being really, really bad and sucky and 10 really awesome. And then keep track of your daily grades, your numbers. Compare, analyze, try to understand your own personal rhythm. Understand what things influence your sense of well-being. There's actually apps that you can use on your phone to keep track of these things. It's really useful. 
if you've raised your level of self-awareness and you understand what influences your uh, feelings, your thoughts, and your behavior, then you can move on to the next step, which is all about knowing who you are, what you stand for, your core values. Those are the things that you that should always guide you in everything that you do, whether that is in life or in your magically aligned business. As a business owner, Core values are very important as well because you can actually use them to base all your content on. For example, your business is you. That is why you need to know all of these things. If you want to be a successful business owner, you won't be getting away with avoiding yourself, your feelings and your thoughts because you are fully responsible for what does or doesn't happen with your business. You make all the freaking decisions. You write all the content. You network with different people or not if you're a big introvert, um, which is fine. You get on lives or podcasts or you don't or you write blogs, whatever. It's all you. So if you feel blocked somehow, you're tired, stressed, you name it, it affects your business instantly. You're responsible for your health, your mental well-being, your sleep, Um, for your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior. Trying to avoid all of that just doesn't work. There's no work around. This is it. Every day is your day. Every day you can choose to make it awesome. You can choose to work on yourself and therefore work on your business. And your core values help guide you during that process of self-development. I always um, imagine the core values forming sort of a life adventure compass. So get a bit more fun, like make it a bit more fun for yourself, right? So a life adventure compass showing you which way to go in life or in your business. For example, I find honesty and authenticity very important. Um, And so my my personal life compass will often tell me to walk the path of truth and authenticity, which isn't necessarily an easy path. You can imagine, I guess. Um, The compass makes me aware of some possible challenges ahead of me. But the more often I take that path, the easier it gets to stick to it. And sticking to your own core values always makes you a happier person in the end. So it's totally worth it. Now then, you've raised your level of self-awareness and you know who you are and what you stand for. Then what? How to stay on track and keep out of your own way. One way to do that is to write your own manual. Um, Wouldn't it be nice to just have a manual available of you with easy to follow steps on how to get unstuck whenever you find yourself being in your own way again? So as human beings, we're all slightly complex, but that doesn't mean that we can't make life and and business a bit easier. Um, It's really important to get clear on things that might be blocking your success and your business and life success and make writing sort of your own manual and just, you know, a few papers of A4 format um, will really do the trick. You get anxiety standing in the way on your road to success. First of all, it is possible that there are some old wounds to heal. For example, traumas or even smaller traumas during childhood can cause fear of failure or social anxiety at a later age. And it's good to get rid of those feelings because they're more unconscious and it's hard to sort of do that with affirmations, you know, on a more conscious level, it's really hard to reach those things inside your brain. So one way you can do so is by using EMDR. It's an abbreviation, EMDR. That stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. 
which is why it's an abbreviation, right? It's so long. <laughs> it's a technique that we use in psychology world and it reduces negative feelings related to trauma. People often think that trauma should be something big, that you need to be a victim of war or abuse or have a car accident uh, for that to be considered a trauma. Well, it's really not. There's a lot of smaller traumas too, and empaths and uh, highly sensitive people tend to have more of them and be more prone to developing them too. And oftentimes uh, I find that there's a lot of highly sensitive people who are also introverts, so that's why I'm mentioning this. Um, Oftentimes, this form of therapy, the EMDR, works pretty fast, within one to three sessions of an hour, depending on the type of trauma. Um, some complex traumas need a bit longer to heal, so yeah. Other forms of anxiety, such as social anxiety, can be reduced by practicing, learning to get out of your comfort zone every now and again, pushing yourself and then resting again inside of your comfort zone afterwards because you can also reward yourself with going back inside your comfort zone. The more you practice being uncomfortable, the faster you will get results. Most people want to go too fast though. This is something that I did all the time. They're, they're being impatient and want to reach their goals yesterday. <laughs> Obviously, that's setting yourself up for failure. You understand that, right? So, um, And that experience of failure will in return add on to your fears. Setting realistic goals and taking baby steps is then the key here. One foot in front of the other, walking up that staircase, one step at a time. And sometimes you can take quantum leaps forward. That's when you either have your big awakening or when you finally decide to ask for, for help from a coach or a therapist um, or business coach. Or when you sign up for a group coaching program where you get to learn from all the other members in the program. Those programs often create even bigger jumps forward because of the combined energy of, the, of every single person in it. So this all needs a bit of courage, like a lot of courage. But eventually I know that you will get there. I believe in you, even though I don't know you yet. <laughs> uh, or I might. Uh, I believe in you because I've been where you are right now. If you can relate to my story, then I I totally believe in you because I've walked the, the path. Uh, and I know that there's a way to get out of it, to get out of your own way. So now go believe in yourself. Go make your dreams come true, okay? I'm Jamila Eckel, and this was the Once Upon a Business podcast. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Curious about the online coaching I give or courses that I teach? Visit secretschool.yayforyou.new for more info. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet and you're loving it, what are you waiting for? Do subscribe today. Join me again in two weeks for yet another new episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>